The real life challenging question is, how can Christians grow their faith with simple, logical concepts of God's existence, and then defend that faith against the constant attacks of everyday secular life? This is the God or Godless Show, and we are here to talk through these ideas and solutions to help you live a more fulfilling life, step by step. Let's go. Hey everybody, it is almost election day here in the United States of America, 2020. And essentially Americans have the decision between the Republicans and the Democrats. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Now, how should a Christian vote? Well, obviously that's going to be up to you. If you're voting in this election, you get to say what you want to say with your vote. And Americans aren't just voting for president, they're voting for the Senate, the Congress, local elections as well. But let's analyze the two most important uh, top of the ticket people, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I'm just going to give you my opinion on who I would vote for or who I'm going to vote for. And I want this to kind of be a time marker, a little time capsule of what people are thinking in 2020, just days before the election. Everybody's on edge. Coronavirus has happened this year. Lockdowns are happening, not just here in America, but all over the world. Every state in the United States has a different procedure as far as how they're doing the lockdowns controlled by the governor and the mayors and the school boards. And it's really a big mess in a lot of ways. There's one side of the movement that wants more freedom less lockdowns, and thinks that there is not a way to control this virus by slapping on masks and keeping kids out of school. And then there's one side that believes that if we just, everybody just is controlled for a short amount of time, that everything will be okay. And this coronavirus will go away. Okay. So that's kind of the foundation of, of what people are voting for, I think. And then I think it's a big statement right now when we think about whether we want to move forward with capitalism or socialism. And socialism typically will lead to the idea of communism. It's kind of like, the, I guess, the next step or the cousin of socialism. So let's analyze that part of it. Capitalism, in my mind, is freedom. Freedom to exchange one item to somebody else for a price that you both agree upon. Buyers and sellers agree on, uh, agree upon a price and the item is exchanged. That could be a house or a car or a candy bar. And it's a fair trade. Both sides are happy and one person gets money or whatever it might be. One person gets the item and they feel it's fair because they obviously did it. So that's kind of the root foundation of capitalism. Socialism is again where that same scenario takes place, but now the government steps in and says, no, seller, you can't sell your item for $10. You have to sell it for $7. And that's when corruption starts to to take place. And now the government has control over whether that be the free market or the healthcare market or schools or roads or whatever it might be. So I'm definitely someone who thinks that freedom and liberty and the capitalist system 
is a much better system than the socialist system. And you think about socialism, you probably heard this before and you probably don't believe it. But if you really look at it, socialism and communism, that type of idea has been tried over and over and over again. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are definitely trending in that direction. Everything that they talk about is about how the government's going to step in and the government's going to take care of this and take care of that. And they've been saying that for, Joe Biden's been in government for 47 years. He's been, uh, he's been more and more uh, aggressive the past couple of years. He has definitely been more, he would call himself progressive, but I would call him regressive when saying that, yes, we're going to take your rights away. We're going to take away the Second Amendment. We're going to um, take away school choice. We're going to increase your taxes. He thinks that's a great selling point for himself, actually, which is kind of funny. They, they're so excited they're going to say they're going to get rid of the tax cuts that Trump put into place. Like People should be excited about that. Uh, for the most part, without the lies, political lies built in there, I don't think anybody would be excited about their money, more of their money going to the government. The government is notorious for being very um, wrought with fraud and wasteful spending and inefficiency and less innovation when it comes to uh, taking people's tax money and trying to deploy it to different uh, various areas of the of the economy. So capitalism versus socialism. Abortion is a huge thing. Um, Donald Trump just nominated and um, she was confirmed, Amy Coney Barrett. And obviously Supreme Court justices aren't supposed to be political. They're supposed to follow the Constitution. A lot of the left thinks that she's going to be an important part of an attack on Roe versus Wade, which they seem to think legalizes abortion, which I don't think it does. I don't see any laws saying that women are, and, and men that are involved in the situation, are have a right to an abortion. I don't see that anywhere in the Constitution. Point it out to me. Let me see it. It's not there. So... Abortion is, if you're a Christian, if you believe, and and not even if you're a Christian, if you just believe that a baby in the womb has value and is a real life and that the government should not encourage and fund by taking taxpayer dollars to create more and more abortions. The conservative side would say, you know what? Let's get away from more abortions. Let's get to less abortions. And ultimately, if conservatives are being honest, Christian conservatives, they're going to say, I think most, many, I wouldn't say most, but at this point in time, many would say, you know what? We shouldn't have any abortions, regardless of, um, you know, they always have the you know rape or incest or the life of the mother. They always say those three things. If you look at the, if you talk to people that are medical professionals, abortions due to saving the life of the mother are almost never, they almost never happen. And if you, if you're trying to save the life of the mother, 
if the mother dies, the baby's also going to die, right? So if you can, you're essentially saving the life of the mother through, you know, trying to, you know, remove the baby, I guess. But it's very, very, very rare, less than probably one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent. Rape and incest are also very, very rare when it comes to abortion. Rape is less than 2%. Most abortions are due just because of the women are scared or the, you know, again, these men are involved with these as well. Boyfriends or, or even husbands sometimes. But most of the time it's due to they just don't want the baby. They're afraid they don't have the money. They think they don't have the money. They don't have the means to raise the baby, whatever it might be. They don't want to have a baby. And their solution to that is to not be abstinent, but to not to, to essentially do the things that you do to have children and then kill the child if they were to happen, happen to get pregnant. So... That's another foundational thing. Again, Trump would be less and less abortions. I don't think he's to the point where he would say no abortions. Maybe he'd get to that point one day. I don't know. I'm to the point of no abortions. Just say, hey, you know what? Life starts at conception. We all have value. Um, We are all created by God. Every one of us has value. Even if you have Down syndrome, even if you have spina bifida, that doesn't mean you have less value than anybody else. Guess you might have a more difficult life, but you have the same amount of value as anybody else. So that's a huge issue that I would look at as a Christian to say, you know, which one, which direction would I go? Taxes. Do you want less taxes or do you want more taxes? Let's just say you, let's think of yourself, okay? Uh, I think a lot on the left will look at the tax issue and they will look at, not themselves, but they will look at, people that are very successful. Look at millionaires and billionaires, right? You always hear that from the left, millionaires and billionaires. Now it's billionaires. They don't, they forget about the millionaires. But if you apply it to yourself, let's say you have a thousand dollar check coming to you. Would you rather receive $900 of the check when it's all said and done without taxes, when taxes taken out? Or would you rather receive $600 after taxes? Nobody in their right mind would say $600. If you say $600, you are lying to yourself and you're being political with these types of things. Everybody would say $900. I want $900. Now, that means I've got $300 extra than I would have with the other tax plan. That $300, I can do what I want with, right? I could, I could donate to charity. I could... Uh, create a charity. I could do lots of things with it that would help other people. The government is notorious for being very inefficient with things like charity. You know, they don't call it charity with, when the government does it. They take ta- taxpayers' dollars by threat of imprisonment, and then they waste 70 or 80 or 90% of it. So apply the tax idea to yourself. Would you rather have lower taxes or higher taxes? And people say, well, I'd rather have higher taxes if I got this, this, and this. If I got free health care, if I got this. You know what Bernie Sanders said? Bernie Sanders is a notorious leftist. He said that it would be okay if the tax rate was as high as 90%. 
90%. So if you had $1,000, you'd end up with $100. The government would end up with $900 and they would probably waste 90% of that and be inefficient. And they would try to provide value to the communities with the extra $90, okay? So they're very inefficient with it. More money in your pocket is always good. It's always good. So that's a huge thing. So what, what, what have we talked about so far? We've talked about abortion. We've talked about the coronavirus. We've talked about um, taxes. Let's talk about healthcare super quick. The left, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would say, you know what, we want universal healthcare, which means government-run healthcare, where you have one provider, where the one provider gets to dictate exactly what happens, what surgeries you're able to get, um, essentially who lives or dies in the end of things. And again, government is very inefficient at being at running companies, at being a provider of a, such an important thing in our life as healthcare. Would you rather have that or have the choice of a thousand different doctors with, you know, and they're, and those doctors are competing for your business and they're educating themselves. They're getting better, uh, equipment, they're being more innovative, they're getting better pharmaceuticals, more efficient um, staff, better facilities. They're competing against each other to earn your business. Would you rather have one provider or a thousand providers competing that you get to choose from? Maybe 10 10 or 20% of those are horrible, but at least you get to know that before you make a decision, a life and death decision for you or your family. Family, Would you rather have one um, place that provided um, nursing home care for your father or for your mother or for your grandparents that you had no choice in? Or would you rather have a hundred of them competing for your businesses that you'd go visit and find out which one is better and which one had better services and maybe which one's less expensive as well, less wasteful? Um, that's the difference between the two. Now, healthcare for all, they're going to say, everybody has health care. But the quality of healthcare also matters. The wait lines also matter. How quickly can you get in to a doctor? How quickly can you get a surgery? Are you dead before you even get on the operating table? Those are all important questions to ask, ask yourself when you look at the healthcare issue. So those are some of the major things. I mean, just off the top of my head, um, if you, and let's look at the personalities real quick. A lot of people do not like Donald Trump's personality. A lot of people do not like Donald Trump's history. Um, they think he's been a playboy. He's a you know billionaire. They think that he's cheated in the system to get where he's at. Well, I can tell you maybe some of those things are true. He probably has tried to leverage every tax credit he can. That's not cheating, by the way. That's following the, you know, maybe, you know, the tax credits or the tax loopholes, whatever you want to call them. He's probably tried every tax loophole he can get. He is, he has, you know, for, for example, he went to Hillary Clinton's wedding. Um, I think it was Hillary Clinton. Was it Hillary Clinton or, or Chelsea Clinton? I can't remember. Anyway, I think it was Chelsea Clinton. He was actually a guest at the wedding. So he, I think he went to things like that as a businessman so that he could get favor from the politicians so he get his buildings built and stuff like that. And I do not like those types of things. And that is something that is in our political system that I hate from both sides. But he did that as 
a businessman, not as a politician. Now, as a politician, I think he's grown a lot over the past four years. Um, I think he has grown in his faith. He's a, he's, I don't know how much of a God-fearing man he was before he was elected, but I think he's more and more of a God-fearing man now. And I think the attacks that he's been under for the past four years has made him that way. He's, he's really seen the evil that is out there, the, the idea of what people will go to to take away, um, I guess, his power that he has earned through being elected president. People want that power and the um, how far they will go to get it. I think it's make, made him really realize how important this country is and our freedom is and it's under attack every every minute of every day. So um, Joe Biden, been in, in political arena for 47 years. I agree with a lot of what he said in the past. Uh, not a lot. I would say some things. <laughs> um, when he was actually way more conservative. I don't even, off the top of my head, I can't remember any of them. But um, over the past few years, he got much, much more progressive, much more radical. And he's being controlled by a lot of people. Now, a big factor right now in the election is his son's laptop. His son uh, has been caught doing some pretty crazy things using Biden, the Biden name to get influence in China, Ukraine, earning money. So there's some things there definitely you need to look at when you're looking at who to vote for. Hey, Ben here. And if you could do me a favor, would you please go and rate this podcast wherever you get your podcast at iTunes or Spotify and go and find the God or Godless podcast and give us a five-star rating. That will help us a ton. It'll help spread the message. It'll help get other people into this podcast. I'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks. And uh, let's get back to it. And one of the biggest things that I think that most people want to address is the difference in the defense of the Second Amendment. Democrats are definitely for more gun control and Republicans are more for gun rights and protection of the Second Amendment. So again, I like to think of this on a very personal level. I want you to think of your most vulnerable person in your family. Could be your elderly mother, elderly father, or grandmother, or grandfather. Let's just imagine they're home by themselves. They're home by themselves on a dark night, and five men that want to do them harm come breaking through their door. Would you rather have your your grandmother have a AR-15 and know how to use it and be able to defend herself? She's got a magazine with 30 rounds in it. Or would you rather have her be totally defenseless, defenseless against these men, even if the men have guns, even if the men have knives or just their fists? I mean, she's no match for them if it's just her versus them, for most grandmothers at least. So think of the Second Amendment in a very personal level. Think of yourself. Think of your family. Would you have what they call, the Dem- Democrats will call it an assault rifle. I call it a defense rifle. AR-15 is a defense rifle where you get to defend your family and your property. And yes, you do need a 30-round magazine. In fact, you might need a 60-round magazine so you don't have to reload. 
60 rounds and why 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 limit the number of bullets so you can have ready to go um what we need is more people that want to own weapons guns and of course if you get training on how to use them it's obviously much better as well we don't want it's not it doesn't do you much good if you don't know how to, know how to work the actual weapon so that's some of the differences. So in summary, here's the way I look at the election. And this goes around the world as well. Obviously, every country is different. But in 2020, this is the way I see the choice. Democrats are for killing babies all the way up till birth. And some, not a lot, but it will grow, guaranteed, will be for infanticide where they say, you know what? A baby is not a person until two years old, something like that. It happens. Um, it happened in China in their one-child policy where they were in infanticide a lot, where they had a girl and they wanted a boy. Guess what they did? They killed the girl. There is a really good documentary on that on Amazon Prime, I believe right now, as I'm recording this, it's called the One Child Policy, One Child Nation, I believe. Watch that. There's a lady in that documentary that was a, a doctor, I guess she was a doctor, but she did 50 to 60,000 abortions, she said, and she said that if the baby came out and it was a girl, a lot of the time they would just simply kill the baby. Okay, so that's the Democrat side. Killing babies, Republicans. Letting babies live. That could be obviously within the mother's family or that could be in an adoption. Democrats, defend, defunding police. Republicans, supporting police. The police are the last line of defense between evil and your door. If you defund the police, uh, you're left on your own. You better really then have an AR-15 at that point in time. Democrats are definitely for gun control, Republicans for gun rights. Democrats are for, and they won't say they're for it, obviously, but they're condoning it with their silence, riots and violence, while Republicans are for law and order. If someone burns down a company's business, then that person should be held responsible for it immediately. Uh, Democrats are for illegal, Thanks for listening to The God or Godless Show. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can get notified of our future content and interviews. If you found value in this content, please give us a five-star rating so more people can hear this message. Until next time, keep the faith.